Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio, where we are always daring to be different. Get ready, get ready, get ready to be inspired. Let's get moving toward our goals. And here to make that happen is our host, Yaya Diamond. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. I am daring to be different once again. Here we are, Dream Chasers Radio. This is Yaya. Oh my gosh, I have, I am, I'm excited about this show, but let me go ahead and get the preliminaries out of the way. This is, you're listening to us on 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio in Northport, Florida, as well as on Bobby B Radio in New York City, and the Caribbean Community Radio Station, the Caribbean, and all of the West Coast of Florida. What's up? People, Dream Chasers Radio Network, and soon to be, oh my gosh, I got the first sample of my Roku app, and that should be going through soon, uploading more content, getting all that done, and then once I approve that, it gets submitted, and oh, we're going to have our own Roku station, and I've been putting off doing videos because I've been waiting for this, so now that I've been waiting for this, we have so many different wonderful things, and, and my friend, uh, I'm telling you, Madam Perry, she went ahead and she did what I thought someone should have done in the first place, which is write a book and show you that the people that are actually podcasters actually have goals and dreams as well. And we're going to become the mentor and the motivator today as we talk about what it's like to go ahead of people. So I want to welcome to the show my girl, what's up, Madam Perry? What's going on? Hey, listen, I am so happy to be here. I am so happy to talk to you again, and uh, thank you so much for having me on here. And first of all, congratulations on your Roku station. Thank you. I'm excited. (laughs) That is so cool. You should be. I mean, that's great. It's about time. Yeah. Perfect. Oh yeah, I am. I am. I've been waiting for like weeks for them to build out the the, the app, and I got the message today while I was out. Of course, and I couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> but oh. I'm excited nonetheless. <laughs> so tell us about you. I said you have a book out now, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, at last, me after I've been pushing everybody else's. Well, as you know, I've been working as an entertainment publicist for many years. Um, mm-hmm. I started in that that section of the business doing. Uh, well, when I first started doing PR, I did anything anybody asked me to do, whether it was a, a plastic surgeon or, you know, a children's show or whatever, um, um, anything. But then I began working. Um, I was contracted to work on things for HBO documentary premieres and then things for Feld Entertainment, like um, High School Musical on Ice and stuff like that. And I really enjoyed the excitement of, uh, of entertainment publicity. And so that's so when I launched my own business, that's what I focused on was authors and musicians and so forth. So one of the things that really made me sad, Yaya, and I know you've seen it too, is when you see people work so hard their book, write their book, get it done, get it edited, finally get it out to the world, whether they do a self-publishing, whether it was a small indie press, uh, a small publisher, and then the book just seems to slip beneath the waves without even a murmur, like it just died a quiet little death somewhere, and people get depressed, and I say, well, who knew about it? You know, people can't buy your book until they know about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think the hardest part is the actual 
after you finish writing writing the book, what do you do with it? You know, how do you get it out to the masses? And then I think that's the the, dip, the most difficult part of it. Most people think the writing part is, is the most difficult. I don't. I see it. It's with anything, though. I mean, you know, you have to publicize it. And I think that, you know, this is a, a great platform to do it on. And so tell us about your book. Oh, my gosh. Tell us about your book. Okay, well, it's called Call, uh, Sell Your Book Today. So if you can't afford to hire somebody to do your PR or you waited too late, this tells you I'm going to give you, in the book, I give you things that I know as a professional publisher. I tell you what I do when I start all with clients. I tell you how to uh, create a media list. I tell you how to build your contacts in the media. I tell you what makes the media love you and what makes the media put you on the block call list. I tell you how to um, organize your event. If you want to have something at a bookstore or some other place for a book signing, don't just have a book signing because you can sit behind a table with a stack of books all day. And do you really think anybody's just going to go, oh, my God, somebody wrote a book? No. You've got to give people a reason to get to get into to go to your table and mm-hmm. one of the first things is the easiest and uh the first thing is put some food there put some cookies or some brownies or something because people can't resist food and um, um i tell you know i tell i told a story in there about somebody i saw on linkedin said somebody told me to put a plate of cookies on the table when i'm uh book signing but i'm not going to do that and i thought well you know buddy that's your loss because um People can't resist. And, you know, I was talking to a manager of a Barnes & Noble where I had a client, and actually someplace like that you can even ask them, hey, do you have those little bitty samples of Frappuccino or whatever? Can I have them at the mm-hmm. table? They'll make them for you because it's a win-win situation. You know, they'll sell oh, yeah. Frappuccino. They'll sell your books. You'll sell books. And uh, stuff like that. And also how to how to get advanced um how to get people to list your event, to talk about it, to share it on social media for you, team, which a street team is like your own evangelist uh, that go out and tell people about your book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, wow. This is a very big, I mean, think about this. This is amazing. Now, I, your book is up on uh, a couple of different places. You have it on, I, I see you have it, lonewolf.com, uh, right? Yeah, that's my business. LoneWolfCom.net is my company, Lone Wolf Communications. Okay. And and then you on uh, it's on Smashwords. Um, it's on Kobo, Smashwords. You can even get it on Barnes and Noble. Mm. However, mm. it's only in an ebook format for now. Just an ebook. Um, however, right. I was going to say if you if you if you're a listener, fan, subscriber to Dream Chasers and Yaya. I tried to get this coupon just now to make it say Dream Chasers, but it came up. A coupon code is QA38A. So think of that as question answer 38 answer. Um, If you put that, if you go to smashwords.com and look for sell your books today and put in QA38A just because you're a listener of Dream Chasers Radio and Yaya Diamonds, you'll get it for only $1 when it's normally $4.99. Wow. Wow. A dollar. I mean, you know, just because, because, and I appreciate that. And I'm sure that the the listeners will appreciate it. Now, 
tell me why did you write this book? What what made you? I mean, I understand that you you know you saw a need, but there's got to be something different. There's got to be a motivation behind you, you know, because as as a person who's always picking other people's things and and actually put it out there, and you've seen them prosper. Why why do you want to do yours now? Because it's just it just it just breaks my heart, and then people come to me and say, you know, I would hire you, but I don't have much money, and my book's already been out. And as I said in the very first chapter of the book, if your book's already out, you're starting too late anyway. Mm-hmm. And you know, you need to start months ahead. I just I just think it's it just makes you sad to see somebody work so hard. And so I thought, okay. Um, people who, if you can't afford me now, get my book. And once you start it and you get going and you learn how to promote yourself and promote your book, then maybe on the next book or when you get a little farther to where you can't even take care of your own anymore because you're so busy uh, touring and speaking and selling books and writing the next book, then you can hire me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes sense, too. But, yeah. yeah, but for right now, it's just it it just it just it saddens me. It really does to see people work that hard, and then it's like they just seem to do themselves in. And and you don't want to see anybody do that, you know, because you and I both know what it's like to when you're promoting a, a show or a book or music or, or anything like that. There's a lot more work that goes into it. Oh my gosh! Mhm. When um, Oh, I was starting to say I had a client at a Barnes & Noble in Macon, Georgia, and when I went there, she was talking to uh, – I was talking to the manager, and he said, I'm so glad that, you know, she's been promoting this on social media ahead of time, and she's done this, and it's been a line of people, and this is a first-time author. And uh, I told him, I said, well, this client really gets it. She understands the promotion. She understands keeping up things on Twitter um, engaging with people, smiling at people. She doesn't sit behind the table with a book. She stands up. She says hello to people. And because um, I tell them all, you do not sit behind the table. Nobody cares. And the manager said, thank you so much, because he said one of the worst things that ever happens is say, say we get some some authors come in, and maybe they're a retired academic, and they've written a book about how much they hate the world of academics, and they're sitting behind the table with their book, and they're still bitter. They're still aggravated and angry. And believe me, nobody's going to walk by that table. Even us employees, we'll go around the store to avoid them, and we work here. So he said, you can't just sit there looking grouchy like, where's your book? You know, you've got to, you know, he says, it's, it's good. I tell people, if you want something from somebody, if you need help from somebody, do something that makes their job easier. And if you can, do something that makes them look good to their boss. So if you can do all your work ahead of time, you can be gracious, you can be friendly, you can make people want to come to you and buy your books. You make the bookstore's job easier and you make them look good to their boss, they're going to do anything for you. Mm. They'll mm-hmm. send people to you, to your table. They'll say, you ought to get this book. But they'll do anything for you. It is so true. It's so true. So, okay, so, man, you know, you have so much knowledge and so much. Is this a first edition or is this going to be a series or are you going to continue to put out more information? 
You know, I am so glad you asked that because this is a first edition, and I think um, depending on the kind of response and questions I get from this book, I may be adding on a second, like, okay, once you've done this, then what do you do? And I'm also writing one for musicians on how to promote themselves. Mm. What's the so. difference, though? What's, what's the difference? Is there a difference? Well, one of the differences is you've got the um, – well, a similarity is that thanks to social media, uh, we're all connected. You know, people say different types of social media are for connecting. Uh, Twitter, people say Twitter is for mining influence and connections. Uh, you know, there used to be years that you had to find you had to try to get up into somebody's office on the 35th floor of a building in New York or Los Angeles to try to get noticed. And uh, Two years ago, a writer in the New York Times said, thanks to social media, all the stuff that people had to crawl and grovel and beg some higher up in publishing or the record business to get noticed, the power is back in the hands, is in the hands of the rank and file. You can make your own connections with people through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can do it yourself, and you can get those degrees of separation a lot smaller. You've got a chance to show. You know, these days, if you – and it's hard for people to understand. Most big publishers don't want to publish you if, until they know that you've got an audience. And you think, well, how can I show them I've got an audience until I have a book? Well, you show them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Same with music. Um, there are so many ways that musicians can share their music, share their events. I've had people, you know, especially young bands are really good on this. Young bands will um, go, they'll be touring, and they'll even put out their little short videos on social media saying, hey, this is so-and-so, and we just get ready to play here. And then they'll go, now we're on the road heading here. Um, there's a, a duo called Johnny Swim, and their father of the woman in the band, Sudano, who was, he's the widow of Donna Summer, um, Johnny Swim, that's a long way to go around, I know, but uh, Johnny Swim, people say that they love them because they'll send them videos like, hey, we're in the grocery store right now, and we're doing this, and by the way, you know, we've got a new song coming out soon, tell us if you like it, you know, and, and tell us what you think of it, and you can actually interact with people that you mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and then... I tell people when you're doing social media like Twitter, I do, and I do some tweeting for people, like ghost tweeting. You look for people who are who would be consumers who like what you do and would want to listen to it and buy it or come to your shows. Uh, you want people who are your colleagues because you can support each other and swap off gigs and invite somebody onto a bill with you. And then you want to look for people on the other end who could write about you or hire you or bring you, you know, up to another level. But you've got all these people you can connect with. But especially, though, with musicians, you've got to um, – you got, you've got the opportunity to put your music out and people can listen to it right away, two, three minutes of a song. It's so valuable, and I just hate when you see – you know, you're a musician. You know what it's like. People realize that – Oh my gosh, they they make this kind of music. You know, there are so many people that would love them if they only heard them one time or heard about them through a friend. So I guess that to me that's the the difference. You don't have to buy the whole book and read it. You've got the music you can hear in a couple of minutes. Right. 
So wow. anyone who's not taking advantage of all these things is 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 crazy. Well, pr- pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Wow. 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 So, okay, so going back, your book is a series, and ho- and uh, I'm I I know it's going to do great. I know it's going to do great because you're oh, all. Thank you. What to do? This is what you do. <laughs> you. That's what I do, and I love it. I love it. I really do. Wow. wow. I, I okay. love finding where people go, where, where they belong, where they fit, and saying, you know, you really ought to apply for this award. You really need to get into this store. You need to meet this person. And then when you see it start to happen, it's like I'm, I feel like um, Auntie Mame or somebody or, or Mama June and Gypsy. <laughs> <laughs> Mama Rose, that was what it was. Mama Rose, not Mama June. Mama Rose, um, and, and Gypsy. Like I'm just taking my children out there and just pushing them out of the nest. Mm. Wow. You know, I love that. I love that, and I love that analogy because you know we all have to be mentors. We all have to be motivators. What is it that you love the most when it comes to being a mentor, being a motivator, and actually putting out this book? I love seeing the transition in people when they start to feel like, you know, sometimes people, I'll have them working, like I'll have them on the road, I'll get them on radio, um, maybe I'll book them on, on your show, Dream Chasers Radio, and I'll say, okay, now you're just going to keep on working, keep on working. You might not think you're getting anywhere, you think you're treading water, and then one day, it's like if you're working, I guess because I grew up growing my own vegetables, we had a big garden. I said, then you start, you know, you're working in the garden, and all of a sudden you look up and you've already finished that entire row. I said, and that's what's going to happen to you. If you listen to me, I'll get you interviews, I'll get you on podcasts, I'll get you stuff, and I'll try to introduce you to the right people that are the right fit for you and let people know about you in the media. And then one day you're going to look up and you're going to see how much we've done together to promote your book or to promote your music or your show or your film. And once you see that, just to see the transformation on people when it starts to dawn on them that, they're getting fans and that people know who they are. And um, I was with a client that I had had her uh, touring in um, South Carolina and North Carolina. And then we were in another state and another city. And then somebody says, oh, yeah, I saw you back in Asheville so-and-so. And um, I put this girl in a breakfast coffee shop. Um, she goes, and I said, there's such a thing up there, and we'll have you selling books in your coffee shop, in the coffee shop. Well, this woman said, I, and we were at a jazz club this night. She said, I saw you back at Edna's Coffee Shop in Asheville, North Carolina. I didn't get your book then. I'll get your book tonight. And just to see how people feel when it starts to dawn on them that all their work is paying off and people know who they are and people love their books. There's just something about that that to me, yeah, yeah, that's just so magical. Mm. When they when they start to see this this is really working this is really happening. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, yeah. I think I think you got it. You know, right underneath the hammer. Wonderful. <laughs> so thank you. You know, again, it's it's like okay, but we can talk blue in the face if people don't do it. It won't work. No, no. And that and that that's the catch twenty two right there. 
And you know, and you've seen it, and I've seen it. You know, people that said, you know, well, I had a book, nobody bought it. I had a CD, nobody saw. I had a show, nobody saw. Really? Well, who did you? Who knew about it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I also show people in the book. There's a lot of things people can do for free. I tell you how to put your your event on uh, uh, websites for uh, TV stations or radio stations where they all have a community calendar. And it's mm-hmm. free to get on there. Now, you can pay more to, you know, pump it up a bit, but you can get on these things for free, and I tell people how to do that. So uh, there's there's pretty much no excuse for right. not getting some penetration out there. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Well, Madam Perry, I want to thank you so much for being on the show, and thank you for bringing the one, the first book of your now series. Yes, yes. This is the first interview I've done about it, and it had to be with you. Thank you so very much. I am so thrilled to be here. Um, thank you and, for coming back and and you know being a part of Dream Chasers. I I am delighted. I am honored. I am honored, and it's great to be here. And I still wish you much more success in everything you do. Thank you. Well, okay, so where can people get the book one more time? Because I know I have it on Smashwords, but tell us where mm-hmm. and that code, the code. I did put that up now, on if you our- go, Yeah, if you go to smashwords.com, uh, the code is QA, as in question answer, it's QA38A, QA38A. And um, That'll be your code to get it for one dollar instead of four ninety nine. Now, if somebody gave you um, a bunch of gift cards to Barnes and Noble, you can get it on the Barnes and Noble website. And uh, but yeah, Smashwords. I just tried to make it as easy as I could. Go to Smashwords and get it, and and you can tell it's written with love. Awesome, awesome. I'm looking forward to to actually. Seeing this, seeing you just prosper and go forward, and wow, amazing! amazing. Thank you. And then having, Thank you. one day you'll have your own course, and then you can come back and tell me about it. All right, all right, I will. Okay, thank you, and yeah. it's been an honor to be here. It's always, you know, what it is always an honor to have you here, and I mean, you are definitely a motivator. And an inspiration. Thank you so much for doing what you do. And keep going. Keep doing it. Oh, my God. All right. I'm going to keep doing it now. Madam Perry, you guys. Madam Perry, let me tell you something about this woman right here. I see nothing but great things. And if you do need someone to help you out and you do have a good budget or you just want some advice, the book or her, either or, we got the link right here on Dream Chasers Radio. Thank you again so much. Thank you. I'm going to put this up right now. This is amazing. I'm loving this. This is exactly what we need, something from from someone who is a pioneer. That's what I'm talking about. That's inspiration. And, Thank you so much. And I probably want a quote from you in the next book, too. I may want to have a quote from <laughs> you in there, too, interview you. So <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it. It is definitely an honor. Um, definitely got your, uh, oh, yes, I got your information up here. So anybody can grab it. But the link and the code is only if you listen to the interview. Mm-hmm. That's right, just for your listeners. All right. Yep, yep, yep. Wow. 
Well, thank you so much again. Uh, you're quite welcome. The pleasure's all mine. I hope you have all a good right. evening. All right, you too. I'll talk to you soon. I'm not going to be a stranger. You know that. <laughs> all right. All right. Cool. All right. Bye. Goodbye. Wow, that was Madam Perry. Oh my gosh, I am so happy mm-hmm. for her. That is amazing to me. That is wow. Something that we all need to aspire to do is to follow in the footsteps of those that go before us. And Madam Perry is definitely someone that her footsteps are huge, but I'm sure, I'm sure we can all begin by walking in her shoes. And I want to thank her again so much for being on the show. We're going to go ahead and go to our next guest. My gosh. Um, we went, we jumped out from one thing to another, and here we go. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much for being on the show. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hello, this is Dr. Jasmine Myers with Myers Life Coaching. Um, oh, wow. See, that's what I'm talking about. Doctor, doctor, tell us about tell us about yourself and how you got started. Well, I initially completed my doctorate in business psychology at the Chicago School mm-hmm. of Psychology, and. During that process, I got into executive coaching. So I worked with a lot of leaders in both senior and mid-management level roles. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I kind of transitioned specifically with anger and relationship problems because I realized how that kind of tranced and moved into the corporate sector and the workplace Mm -hmm. and how it kind of underlies a lot of you know, the angst that we experience in our everyday lives. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Mm -hmm. being a life coach and being a doctor and a life coach, what's the difference? Like, I've seen some people who aren't certified. I've seen certifications, and then I've seen, of course, doctors. What's the difference in in the level of care and and, uh, commitment does it take? You know what I'm trying to say? What, What level is that above all the rest, or is there? Well, I think it it varies per individual, but I know me specifically, you know, I utilize a lot of my education in what I do. So I definitely think that the more training, the more certifications you have, the more you can provide for your clients. And if you don't have that level of discipline, it's very hard to bring that skill into the conversation because coaching is all about the conversation and getting you to the goal that you feel comfortable with achieving. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. And, you know, is there a level of confidentiality uh, during your sessions that you have for the people that actually come to you? Yes, yes. So everyone has to sign a client agreement form. Um, I do not release any information without signed forms. Um so, yes, you know, I, I hold and keep all my records electronically in a cloud-based server so that they can't mm. be accessed. Um, I don't use just regular email. I use secured emails. So, yeah, I think it's very important because there's so many ways now that people's information can get put out there. Right. Yes, definitely, definitely. So tell me about your, I mean, your upcoming, do you have a book out? 
um, and, and, you know, there's just so many different wonderful things that life coaches do. Uh, give us a sample of something that you would do to help someone. Yeah, well, I just released my online course, and it's specifically tailored to fixing your relationship. It's on Udemy. So anyone can, you know, sign up and get it, you know. Um, it takes you through 12 modules, you know, ranging from dealing with infidelity issues, dealing with anger, communication challenges, forgiveness, rebuilding trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And I, wow. And I have a book coming, too, so that's in the work. <laughs> oh, I knew it. I knew it. You got to have a book. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody nowadays has a book, at least um, as many as people I know, and because we have so much knowledge we can give and so much information, and living life just teaches us a lesson in itself. Before you went into life coaching and got your doctorate degree and everything, what did you think, where did you think your life would, would go? I thought that I would be more corporate-based. I thought I would be, you know, maybe an HR manager or you know, kind of going in that direction. But when I really realized that my true talent and passion lies in really working with people and helping them overcome their challenges individually, that's when I made the the career change. Mm. Wow. And how, how, was it easy? Was it hard? Um, Was it something that kind of took you by surprise? It was very hard. And it took a very big leap, so to speak, because I left my comfortable job and took my savings and opened up an office and started trying to market myself. So I kind of just jumped in there. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Wow. Tell me, because a lot of people don't realize the sacrifice that needs to be made going first. What was that like? Oh, yeah. It was a big sacrifice. You know, I'm the type of person, you know, I like to have my nails done every week and, you know, go out to dinner every weekend. And I had to make those sacrifices mm-hmm. and say, you know what, I'm going to put myself on a budget and I'm going to focus on building my dream. Mm. And, you know, I learned, I learned not too long ago. I'm not going to be like this thing where I learned years ago. No, I learned not too long ago that life coaching means that you have to have your life in, in, a, in a good area. Who do you, do you go to a life coach? Um, you know, because there's, there's problems that people have. We all have them. We're people. And so there are issues. Um, when, you, when you look at your life, do you go to a life coach as well? And did you ever? Yes, you know, it's kind of like, think about surgery. Like, if you have a pain, you're not going to say, you know, I'm just going to go in here and cut and take my appendix out. You know, it's the same thing. Like, when I struggle with, you know, maybe building my finances and accounting for the business, I went and got a business coach. Because I'm like, okay, I have I have this business degree, and I have the knowledge and the strategic planning and the coaching and the, the psychology background. But as far as the schematics of, you know, balancing and your sheets and your accounting and all your practices tax-wise, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> that wasn't taught to me in school. So I had to get a coach mm-hmm. for that. Wow. Well, so, I mean, I think, you know, and, and people have this preconceived notion that we got it all together, you know what I mean? It's like chip, chip, shop, shape, shop, you know? We got it. We know what we're doing. 
Has there ever been a moment in your life where you did not know what you were doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely don't think of myself on a pedestal or anything. I know that life can throw different challenges at you at any time. So, yeah, yeah. But the most important part is knowing that, okay, you know, I know where to find my supports. I know how to pick myself up. I know where my go-tos are, and this is my plan, and create that plan, a plan that's manageable, attainable, executable, has time-specific goals so that you can move forward. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking all this to, to let people know that we're all people here. But the importance, even to a person in the field of coaching, to have a coach is is irrefutable. I mean, it's it's something that, you, you know, you got to do. If you need one, you got to have it, regardless of your career. So moving and mentoring and being that first person doesn't always come easy. But Doctor, let me ask you a question. Does everyone need a life coach? Yes. Yes, most definitely. I I do believe that. You know, I believe that we get ourselves in trouble when we don't ask for help, when we think we can handle and do everything on our own. It's, It's when you hit that wall where you said, okay, enough is enough. Like, I have to reach out. I need somebody. I need guidance. I need direction. It's okay. Okay, we're human. It's okay to make mistakes and to learn from them. Yeah. In, in other words, don't be the guy that doesn't ask for direction. <laughs> and wandering around getting lost. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, gosh, I've been there. <laughs> wow, wow. Okay, so, okay. I have to say this, and I say this with all admiration. Life coaching is not easy. Do people come to you to try to fix themselves? Because I know that's something that you don't. I mean, as a life coach, do you fix people? Or do you have people realize that they are already on the path of being fixed? You're just kind of nudging them in the right direction. It's it's nudging. It's nudging. It's mm. facilitating and nudging. Mm. Yes. We, we, we help them fix themselves. So, you know, mm. just helping them understand, we're going to help you fix yourself. We can't do it for you. We can help you mm-hmm. fix the problem is, is mm-hmm. where it is. And, and with our couples, you know, a lot of times we, we, co- we coach a lot of couples. And my husband, he also works in my practice, and he's a minister. So, you know, when we work with our couples, we provide that male and female perspective. And what mm-hmm. we find is, you know, one partner will come into the coaching situation and hey, say, hey, I need you to fix him. You know, he doesn't do anything in the house. I have to take care of everything, manage the bills, fix him. And, yes, those are the challenges that you're facing. But you have to realize, okay, how do you change how you respond to him? That's how you're going to mm-hmm. fix him. Mm. Wow. That's a big That's a big step to because, you know, some, like me, I'm, I'm just going to go out there put myself on the line there. Sometimes I don't have a good response. Sometimes my responses suck. <laughs> yeah. And so that's probably where I err. Wow. Wow. So being that mentor, being that first person, taking that leap of faith, opening up your business and just with no I mean just hey, I'm gonna open up a business. This is this is gonna work. And it's paid off. It's paid off. And now you're in the process of writing your book. I wanna congratulate you on being the first, for being a mentor, being that first person, being that trailblazer. Is there anything today 
that you think would have maybe hindered you from going forward in your life that you have today? Anything today that would have kind of stopped me from moving forward? Correct. I mean, because everybody has that little thing where if they would have done this, it would have taken them in a different direction and probably hindered your life that you have now. Yeah. Yeah, well, life, you know, there's, you know, there's always been those unexpected things. So, you know, I had a child and, you know, I relocated and all these things, you know, were a part of this process. And, yeah, at the time I'm like, man, maybe I shouldn't have did that. But when I look back, I'm like, yes, I should have did that because it got me <laughs> right where I am today. So, right, you know, I right. feel like, you know, the universe and God kind of led me and guided me as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So focus, no matter what, focus is key. Focus, focus is key and understanding to accept the struggle. Mm. Mm. And that's probably why people come to you. Because a lot of people can't accept the struggle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it can be really hard to accept that struggle. Definitely, definitely. Well, Doctor, I want to thank you for being on the show. Is there anything that we've left out today that you want to talk about? No, just, you know, my online course. I definitely encourage the couples out there and, you know, my Instagram, my Facebook, at Myers Life Coach. You know, I'm here. I'm a resource. Definitely. And I have that website, MyersLifeCoachLLC.com, up for anyone that needs to go there and get their life coaching and and do their thing and make sure that they can be nudged in the correct direction. I definitely suggest Dr. Myers uh, for your life coach. And, again, that's Myers Life Coach, sorry, my life coaching, LLC.com. Wow. Doctor, thank you so Mm -hmm. very much for being on the show. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And I hope you come back with your book. I can't wait. I will. <laughs> I will. Okay. Oh, yes. Right. Yes, you have to. All right. Wow. Being the first. Wow. What do you say about that? Being the one that takes the lead. Madam Perry, Dr. Jasmine Meyer. They're both in the same position where they're taking, they have taken that leap. I'm going to say have taken that leap. Being a mentor is, and a motivator is what they are about. That is their life. That is something that all my guests today have in common is being a mentor and a motivator. I find myself sometimes thinking maybe I need a life coach. Maybe I need a mentor and a motivator. And that's why I asked Dr. Meyer, does everyone need a life coach? I have to agree with her that everyone needs someone that, first of all, they can remain accountable to, and second of all, that they can account and, and sit down and these people can and motivate them and nudge them in the correct direction that they need to go. We are not in and of ourselves alone, completely in this world and in our journey. Did you know that before you, before me, people have done that? And they did that too. 
And oh, yes, they did that too. So what are we doing new that has not had any trials or tribulations? What are we doing new that no one has done before? There may have been people that have started something and it's never, ever been done before. But there's always a facet of the thing that has been done before. So we need to understand that we are experiencing new things to our own persona and not always necessarily a new thing to this world. I like to think that I could study the person that went before me that did all those miraculous things that I aspired to do so that I could learn from them and the path they took. But see, this is the thing. The path that they take isn't always the path that I should take. Neither is it always the path that anyone else can take. Because they got in one way doesn't mean that everybody now can go in the same way. So what do we do? We try different things. We move this over here. We take that, put it over there. We, we, we scramble our lives. And nothing seems to work. But then there's that one way that nobody has tried. That is unique and reserved for us. I want to motivate you today. And I want to, I want to share with you that a lot of times and I said this earlier today, we feel like as if we're sitting in our cars, we got the car in neutral, we have our foot on the brake, and we're pressing the accelerator. And all we're doing is making a nice black mark on the tarmac, on the, tar, on the pavement, on the, on the street. But we're in neutral. We have a foot on the brake. The moment that we decide that we can do it. The moment that we decide that there, we're just not going to let anything stop us. I don't care. I don't care what it looks like right now. This is my first one. I'm going to be proud of it, and I'm going to make my corrections later, and I'm going to keep moving, and I'll get better at this. You take your foot off the brake, put the car in park, and what happens? You win your race. It is truly amazing what we can do when, one, we believe that we can, and, two, when we take our feet off the brake. Are you willing to take your foot off your brake? That's the question. Are you willing to take your foot off the brakes? What makes us scared to move forward? That we're not good enough? It's not perfect. 
oh, no, it has to be perfect. I can't have any spelling errors. I can't have any grammatical errors. I have to be perfect. Oh, no, I don't know what to do, and I don't. And you've studied this thing inside and out. However, that saying that we are our own worst enemy comes to mind. Am I guilty of this? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, and yes, and yes. <laughs> I'm very, very guilty of this. Because at times I feel, and put the word feel in it, because it doesn't mean that it's really necessarily true. It's just what I feel, but I know it's not true. I feel like if I did it, I'd be shunned. But would I? Would it make me feel better to move forward in that one thing that I want to do but so scared to do me feel better? It would definitely give me some kind of peace of mind. And I do believe that in its own little bubble, (laughs) it would be a success just to make it and put it there. Madam Perry said that she publishes books and she promotes things for other people, and now she has her own. And you see she's out there promoting it, and she knows how to do it because guess what? That's what she does. And let me tell you, she does it well. And this is not going to be anything different from what she does for other people that she can do for herself. So can we now come to the point and stop procrastinating? Fear doesn't exist because fear is the perception of a future that has yet to pass. So being afraid is not a viable excuse. But what do we do? Where do we start? How do we do this? Uh, If we have been studying, and I know I have, I have studied books and I've studied videos and I've on classes and I've done a bunch a bunch of stuff and I haven't started yet why do I have an excuse I I don't I don't anyone really has a viable excuse for not sharing it the content that could possibly change someone else's life. So, with that in mind, what do we do? How do we go about being a motivator? How do we go about motivating ourselves? It's not simple, but yet it really isn't hard. When I think about motivating myself, when I think about uh, putting things out, writing my book, um, you know, uh, gosh, I, I, I just, I get scared. And I have to say, it, it really does scare me because 
I don't like rejection. But I'm not afraid to get on the stage. I'm not afraid to sing in front of thousands of people at one time. But writing a book, to me, now this is to me, is much more intimate. Because as a young kid, as a young child, I remember going to the beach with my books and sitting on the rocks and reading the books and being so propelled to the imagination that I was really actually reading truth about the lives of people who actually lived when, you know, I I read the the murder mysteries and stuff like that as a kid, the, the teenage books, but it was alive, alive to me. It was personal. I knew these characters. And so for me, writing a book, pen to paper or fingers to the typewriter, fingers to the computer, or even now you can do it by voice, is personal. Putting up my personal life to others for criticism, opening it up for criticism is scary. Now, I don't know how you feel about that, but I'm trying to motivate you today because guess what? I don't care how scared I am. The book is going to be finished and published because I cannot be so, and this is for me, I cannot be so scared that I cannot put this to paper to influence others who may just as well benefit from my own experiences and possibly not even have to go through what I went through. I can be a motivator, a mentor through my book. Madam Perry, she has her book out. Dr. Jasmine is writing her book, and she's a life coach. It doesn't matter what field you're in. It doesn't matter if you are a singer, if you are a receptionist, if you're a waiter. It doesn't matter. You know why? I'm going to tell you why. You're all here living a life and experiencing this life and overcoming complexities in this life that can help others, no matter what profession you're in. So should everyone write a book? Um, Obviously, yes, I'm for it. I'm for it, whether it's a 10-page book or whether it's a 5-page book or 500-page book or whatever, a 100-page book, it doesn't really matter because everyone has something that they could share with others, being a mentor, being a motivator does not mean that you yourself will ever need a mentor or a motivator. We will all do. We will all be in that boat to actually need 
a mentor or motivator or even a life coach at one point in our lives. It's going to happen to everybody, me, you, everybody. But that doesn't mean that you can't be one. I know for a fact that at the sound of my voice, you can think of a few different situations that you've had, that you've overcome, that you can write in a pamphlet or on a blog, put it out in a PDF, and send it out to the world today, and it will help whoever it reaches. I am here to inspire everyone at the sound of my voice to dig deep and see the mentor in yourself and the motivator in yourself, the person that you thought was lost a long time ago. They're there. They're right there inside, waiting, waiting, yearning to say, hey, I went through that. Come here. Let me help you. I know today's show is pretty deep. I got it. I know. But I want to make sure that you guys know that I'm not, you know, shallow. I do think these shows through. Each title, each time I come on the air is geared towards what we're doing that day why we're doing it. It's important to me that we all understand that we are, and I've said it so many times, and I'm going to say it again, interlinked. Me coming on Dream Chasers Radio and and bringing people on and all that, that's great. I've been doing this for 10 years, and it's a wonderful 10 years. I'm telling you, I would never, ever give it up, and I'm not going to stop, ever. Me being on here, I have heard and seen so many wonderful and not-so-wonderful things. I've had awesome interviews and not-so-awesome interviews. The encouragement comes because people continue to want to be on my show and to share their lives and their goals and their dreams with me. I love it. I love it. I am so honored and privileged to have people come on the show and share with me their joy they're babies. It's amazing. So when you're listening to this and you're thinking about your own life and your own career and your own dream, think of me. And when you get that ready, call in and be on the show as well. You can contact me at dreamchasersradio.com dreamchasersradio.com or facebook.com forward slash dreamchasersradio. We also have dreamchasersradio on uh, Twitter. You can reach me personally on Twitter, the Yaya Diamond, and on Instagram, uh, dreamchasersradio and the Yaya Diamond. 
I want to be the motivator for you today. I want to and I'm going to be the motivator for you. You know, the last 10 years, I've, I've motivated so many wonderful audiences out there, people who have listened over, I don't know how many millions of people that have tuned into the show. I'm not even going to try to count. I stopped counting at 11 million, and that was four years ago. So I have no idea. But what I do know is I'm so privileged to have known you guys. And to be in the path to know more people. This is amazing. I want you to have that amazing life. That life of of moving forward and and learning new things and being on shows and writing articles and being interviewed and doing whatever you want to do in life. I'm very happy for you. I will always be happy for you. And thank you so much again for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio. I am your host, Yaga Diamond. We're going to take a short break, and hopefully our next guest will call in. I know I was supposed to warn them, but I forgot, so I just warned them now. Let's see if we can get them in. Let's go ahead and take a short break. I'll be right back. Don't you go nowhere. I'm implementing a new thing on uh, some of my shows. So if you're listening to me today, you'll get the insider scoop on one of the things that I found out that are free for everybody. Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. Um, I had uh, gone, and I I just I needed to find uh, how people were putting up these little videos on Instagram. So I went to wave.com, and I found out their pricing and all that stuff. And I said, you know what? What about for the person who has no budget? Because sometimes my budget is tied up and I'm paying for a bunch of stuff and I just don't have the extra money to put into a video with a wave. So seriously, am I going to do that or am I going to continue? So I I looked around and I found this website, and I'm going to go ahead and share this with you, and we're going to be having an interview with the founder of this this wonderful uh, app called Headliner, Headliner, make dot Headliner dot app. And basically what they are is it's an audiogram. You get to choose your background, your waveform. You can actually have um, some, uh, on the bottom you can have your your words, uh, so it would be captioned. Um, and it's free. It's free. I'm going to say it again. It's free. I did my first video. I absolutely love it. It was very simple to make. So if you go to Headliner, um, it's Headliner. It's actually, uh, let me check, make sure I'm doing this right, because I know it's Headliner.app. And I'm going to go ahead and just do this real quick and see if I can get it to come up like that. Let me see. Hold on a second. I want to make sure that I can get this up without 
giving you guys an error here. Yes, it's www.headliner.app. Now, I'm not going to be putting this up, and uh, these are going to be like really cool little tidbits. So if you're listening in the middle of our shows, we're going to have tidbits and cool things uh, on different things that I found that day. So if you're tuning in and you listen, you get to go ahead and go to headliner.started today. No, I am not being paid for this. No, this is not a commercial. It's just a finding that I found that I thought was really cool, something that I can definitely use and and free, okay, free. So my free advice for today is if you need that app, go ahead and go. Uh, I'm going to put that down, free advice. From Yaya Diamond, you must tune in. So tell everybody to hear it. Tell everybody about Headliner.app today. Again, that is Headliner.app today. I'm going to take a short break. I'm going to go ahead and put on some music while we wait for our next caller to call in. I want to, again, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and thank you so much for being an avid listener to Dream Chasers Radio. I love it. I love you guys. Thank you again so much. If you'd like to be a support, please go ahead and go to dreamchasersradio.com. Listen to our shows on iTunes, on Spotify, um, and that will help a lot. If you want to donate, please do. We always need the funding because then that will help us to keep this up and running and do more. And do more is always what we want to do. I'm going to take a short break, and I'll be right back. Don't you go nowhere. Here it is, Global Press Rewind.
Thank you so much for calling in. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hello. Are you, uh, this is Wayne James. I'm an actor and an artist. I go by the handle Rough Draft. Wow. Tell me how she got that. I like that. Well, it means root. It means the root and the foundation. You know, before any great plan or any great uh, anything that you create or build, man, you gotta have like a rough draft, man. You gotta have like a sketch, some, some a seed planted somewhere on paper. That's me. Okay, okay. So tell me how you got started. Well, man, I grew up in Brooklyn. You know, um, actually, I fell in love with music, listening to Big Sound Systems in Jamaica. You know, I grew up in Waterford right around the corner from where Vibes Cartel, you know, currently reside and reign from before going to prison, you know what I'm saying? And um, heard the computer rhythm come on, and I fell in love with it and saw Michael Jackson do the moonwalk for the first time on TV, and that was it for me. When I came to New York, I decided to pursue a career. And, uh, well, actually, I st- it started off as a hobby, but... When I do things, I take it seriously. So I guess, you know, guys with the studios and um, with the equipment and the connections, they were like, yo, come through, do a song. And I was lucky enough to feature on a song with my a good friend of mine uh, by the name of Fitzy Niceness. That's his singer name. And, um, yeah, went, after that, went on tour with, like, Everton Blender, Frankie Paul, you know, Junior Kelly, uh, upstate Maine, uh, Connecticut, here in New York, and um, then I I did like a little show with Vicious, and I've been putting on events and going independently, but you know selling CDs was pretty good back in the day because people support artists and people uh-huh. love artists. But ever since these digital devils take have taken over the game, man, it's like they monopolize your intellectual work and then they have it out there being streamed and distributed and you're not really seeing the money that you're putting into marketing and recording and it's like no one is really taking you serious but you're taking your work serious you're spending serious money on it 
and you're in a contract with these people and you're thinking that the contract is serious and the business is legitimate because there's no way, you know, these online computer, uh, digital online companies that promise like merchandise and, and services and things of that nature could be robbing people. But a lot of artists, you know, they're complaining and, um, I started with CD Baby, so I wanted to stay loyal with them. I put out, like, four CDs with them. You know, um, the the best luck I've gotten was when my music got leased by a company. Uh, that's a song titled Bounce. And, um, you know, they, they sent some pretty good checks. But as far as, like, the streaming and the, uh, the digital downloads and stuff like that, they just weren't adding up when I look at the the back office in my in my account and when I look at what's going on on YouTube and stuff like that, all the views that I was getting, it just wasn't adding up and I knew that was going to affect my dollars. And uh, so I, I would, like, complain to them about it. They wouldn't do anything. And I think they don't respect us artists, you know, especially the black artists. I'm not trying to make it be a racial thing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't want to make it seem as if I'm pulling the race card but and I and I hear it right now, like everybody's saying racism doesn't exist and you have the power to like take back the power from the white man. But the white man had hundreds of years of cunning cunnery and scheming and the de- de- devising plans, you know what I'm saying? And this whole digital system that he got in place right now is very dangerous because, you know, first he kept us in line with violence, you know, through the guns and then he started with his psychological games, you know what I'm saying? And um, he, he always had laws to back him up, you know? And now he don't really need laws because with this digital monster that they got out there, they could tell how much money you're making, how much money you're not making, where you're going to be at, what's your next move, what you're talking about, who you're talking to, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's like it's like really crazy. So it's it's really easy now for them to mark individuals and be like, okay, um, I don't know if you you familiar with the Jehovah Witness religion? I'm, no, I'm not too familiar with it, no. Okay, well, when they have a member that does something that they're not, from, um, they're not happy with, they excommunicate the member, you know, and they mm-hmm. kick them out of the group. Yeah, so now in, in this new uh, digital socio economic and social engineering scheme that we have going on right now, like, you know, how they used to keep a nigga in check back in the day when a nigga stepped out of line, they either didn't feed him or they whipped him or they, you know, didn't give him blankets in the wintertime, some crazy shit. You know, now they could just, like, tag your email and zap it. You know, you can't log into certain things. You can't be a part of certain groups. You can't... um seek employment online through certain avenues because either your email or your phone number is tagged or, you know, you can't take advantage of certain services. And this is something that we got to be aware of, man. I, I mean, I follow Marcus Garvey and his his whole theme on self-reliance, you know, and um, I strongly believe in that, you know, as, as a people. I think we kind of dropped the ball when the Internet came around because, we pretty much had all this information, and we were the a lot of black black people, uh, prominent blacks back in the day, 
had a lot to do with like the the technology of the cell phones taking off and with the internet being able to have its range or distance and things of that nature. A lot of great black engineers, but we as a people, man, we're not supporting our geniuses, man. We're like supporting a lot of, can I say fuckery on your show? I'm sorry. I don't want to be cursing if I can't. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? So that, mm. that's that's kind of like where we fall short. And a lot of times people people who say they want to help the black community, they they come up, they come on a lot of these blog talks and they like they don't give us solutions, you know what I'm saying? They're just being the dead horse. They're telling us either um myths or made up stories from the past or things that aren't so accurate, you know, we're not really talking about the future. We're not really plans to get around the tricks and the traps of the future, you know what I'm saying? And it's kind of difficult for you to know the future if you're not sitting down with these people at a table and hearing their plans. I mean, these white folks, man, they have their town hall meetings. And I'm not trying to sound racist. Not all white people are sound like a victim of racism, but not all white people are like that, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of whites that are in the system, they're being used by higher power anyway to, you know, as as slaves and workers, you know what I'm saying? But um as 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 long as blacks are uh at the bottom of the totem pole and we're unable to see the value in working with each other and uplifting each other I mean, it's, it's, the war is going to be lost, man, because we're losing the battle right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do, actually. Well, well, I mean, you know, so we're talking about a cure. We're talking about uh, getting a solution or even suggesting something. What is it that you would like to suggest to the people out there that are listening today? Well, you know what? Um, I think... Everything is gonna start with the woman, yo. And I think the, I think everything's yeah. gonna start by the what? Everything is gonna have to start with the woman. And you, you know think so? You know, yeah, I, I have I have seen now I'm not trying to be funny, don't get me wrong, and you're gonna see my point in a second. I have seen where so many men have said, you know, the woman can't do this because she's just a woman. Uh-uh. It's gonna have to you know, if you listen, I'm not trying to be like one of them dudes that's like black woman is God and, you know, like, oh, yeah, the the woman, the woman, the woman. But I'm a dude that's fair and that's going to speak the truth. You get where I'm coming from? And it's going to start with the woman because the woman is the motivation for the nation. Like, if your woman is not the apple of your eye and the fuel for your for your for your destiny, your trials, your your thrice, your strives, then you don't have anything. And if your woman is is some fat chick at home with a weave and shit, and not really taking care of herself, on the phone gossiping every day, like sounding mad tacky and ghetto, and mean on top of it, and unsupportive, not really trying to help or not trying to be like sophisticated and sexy in any way, that is going to hold back the nation. And then if you end up getting that woman pregnant and then she her mind is so brainwashed and warped by the system that the only thing she wants to do, to do is collect 
benefits and then kick the kid out at 18, then we're going to have, like, some serious issues, you know what I'm saying? Because no other nation is doing that, doing, kicking their kids out the nest unprepared. But we're doing that, you know. And um, as long as there's not a father in the house to protect the child and to protect the woman, then the psychological games and the con and and everything that they've been getting over on the black woman with. That's why, you know, a lot of sisters, when you see them um, in a defensive mode, they're always yelling and they're, they're always, like, getting into, like, traumatic kind of responses and reactions. And that's because they know deep down inside they don't have that strong support system. And the, the support system that we need has to be built by the woman, and if our women can't do that, then we're lost as a nation because either the men are just going to leave and they're going to go and breed with other women that they find to be attractive, loving, warm, supportive, and, um, and you know, brothers, we're, we're sexual, and through sex, we create and work a lot of magic, you know what I'm saying? I'm not talking mm-hmm. about in the bedroom, but outside in the world too, like when our mind is right and it's focused on a purpose and a goal and, or a cause then or, a, or an intention, especially if that intention is good and it's being nurtured at home, then that brother could conquer anything. I mean, don't y'all see how many times we're put up against some of the most craziest odds that no one else could undertake and, and we defeat those odds. As long as we have, and we have an environment filled with resources, and I'm not talking money and anything else. I'm talking love. Once, once you give a, a black man love, he could, he could, he could do anything. He could work miracles. He could walk on water. You know what I'm saying? He could do just about anything. And the love that he'll give back to the black woman would be ten times more than, than, than anything besides God could give her. You know? Yeah. It's, you know, it is important that, uh, and I love, I, I try to keep my house a haven for encouragement, uh, encouraging my children, encouraging my spouse, uh, you know, my husband, encouraging and an encouraging and relaxing environment so when, you know, when they come home, they're home. Mm, I think that's, that's what's up. Important. Yeah, I think that's very important. And only the woman, the man really can't do that. The woman can do that. And right. And I you know think what? That, you know, you're on to that. I congratulate you, my sister, and I'm so proud. How many kids do you have? I have two. But what are they, boy, girls? What are they? Yeah, one boy and one girl. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, let me tell you, that boy, he's going to be a protector because as long as the dad is there as an example, as the protector oh, yeah. of the house. He's going to, when when dad can't do it anymore, the son is going to step in and he's going to proudly and happily do that. But, you know, as parents, just, just furnish them with the, with the, with the proper uh, direction in life. And a lot of times we tell our kids that the system, as far as being an FBI agent or a CIA or being in the military or in the, or a police or a lawyer isn't for them. But if we have enough mothers telling their kids, listen, you know, when, when a kid 
hit you at school, try to talk to them. Try to talk it out. Try to find a more creative way to handle that or diffuse that situation before fighting. You know, that would be a great step for young black men on a whole. And if if mothers would kind of like nurture the talents and the gifts, trust their sons more, and if the women in their lives too would trust the man a little more with his instincts and his direction, then I don't I think I don't think we could go wrong as a people because we we're the closest humans or the closest beings on the earth to God. So as long as our heart and our mind is in the right place and our home is in the right place, you know, we'd be we'd be good as a people. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. that's 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 kind of you know that's kind of like what I'm thinking right now, and and I, I I think that's awesome, you know, that you're a supportive mom and a supportive wife, and a lot of times in the media, we don't commend and congratulate or big up, you know, the mother and the wife. We big up the dad, we big up the slut, we big up the skeptile. You know the bitch. You know what I'm saying. But the mother, the wife, the 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 the, the homemaker. Like we try to make it seem like that's not important when that is the cornerstone, and the root, and the foundation of our civilization. I mean, there's no going around that. And I feel honored speaking to a woman of your stature. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. I think I did wrong though, because I taught my kid karate. But they never got into a fight, neither one of them, because they knew what they could do. And so they always talked the fight down, which is great. Mm. I found that them knowing what they could do is more powerful than them trying to fight it out, knowing that maybe they couldn't do it. Mm. Or even trying to show it off, show off what they can. Right, and they never did. My children never had a fight, neither. And they always talked it down, always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing that we're not doing these days is talking to each other. And we're all coming from the same place, going through the same things. And, you know, we're being laughed at all over the world. You know, um, I live in a mixed community, and I'm very observative. And, like, you know, when two black people haven't seen each other around here for a long time, you could tell because they always run, hug each other, embrace, and, like, look at each other and talk for a minute. And when I see Mm -hmm. Brothers and sisters showing love like that, I see the peoples around them looking at them and kind of laughing at them in a mocking way, like, look at this. Like, they, you know, and I'm not saying that to say anything bad about other people, but I'm just saying that to say how disgusted people are just of the unity of two black people coming together, no matter where they're at, you know what I'm saying? So whenever I hear a woman is, like, married to a brother or in a relationship, married and it's being successful and they're happy, that is, that's hope right there. That is a mustard seed of hope for the black community. You know what I'm saying? And um, that brings a lot of joy to, to hear that, you know, and I have a lot of respect for that. Me, on the other hand, right, I'm not married. You know, and um, I don't have any children uh, because of the fact that I didn't. I saw where the world was going, and I'm kind of like a free spirit, and 
I like to be totally independent and self-reliant, you know what I'm saying? And um, I didn't think it would be fair for me to bring children into the world knowing that I wouldn't be able to control their destinies the way I'd like to, you know, and make plans for them. And kind of but that them. is a responsible, that is a responsible action, knowing what you're doing, knowing who you are, and, and taking the ch- the chance and also taking the choice that you've taken is very responsible. Yeah, it is. And um, with I life... Can, I can you on that. Yeah, with life comes a lot of responsibility, man. That person is going to be alive forever. Uh, so yeah. my, my philosophy, uh, we bring them into the world, we have to take care of them until they leave or until they could take care of themselves. And I, I think that's I think that's our innate philosophy as as a as a nation. But somewhere, you know, someone was able to get up in our minds and tell us that being a selfish woman or being a selfish man or just thinking about yourself is the way to go. And that's ungodly. That's satanic and if you can't feel that within your heart and if you could proudly just walk around and be like, yo, what I'm thinking about is myself right now, that's like saying, I'll, I mean, openly and upfront, like, man, I, I don't want to have anything to do with God, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, God, well, that's the only I believe God is going to be in love. Information, you know? You're going to have to come back on the show again because you have such a mind. I want to pick your brain. <laughs> but uh, where can people reach you? Well, you know what? All my music have been taken off the Internet. Um, I, I get shut down off of social media. I get zapped and, like, my stuff gets switched up, my passwords and my accounts. So, um I'm not really messing with social media like that anymore. You know, Facebook, YouTube, they canceled my channel, Wayne Hudson. I had over 200 videos on there, you know what I'm saying? And um, there's just been one systematic attack after the other. I was in the Navy. They didn't want to pay me for X amount of uh, time. I was in boot camp. Then for years, they short my pay as I went up in pay. And it's just been one battle after the next man over the years and um it's been pretty rough but thankful thankfully I have, you know, two women in my lives right now that, you know, they they know each other pretty well and they like hanging out with each other and they pretty much look out for me. But um I do have a email, you know, that I could be reached at. It's R D R A F F one at Yahoo dot com and um I'm I'm distributing my music you know, independently. I don't know if you have time to play, like, a verse or something, you know, but I try to, like, make music as positive and as pure as possible, you know, and stick to the culture of uplifting the people, you know what I'm saying? So um, you can hit me up on my on my email. Um, you can, I'm open for donations and help, you know. Uh, right now I'm interested in building a cyber nation, you know, hopefully, I'll get to the stage where I'll have a bank and I'll be able to lend my people's money. And um, I'll have, like, a school and a, a little town, basically, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because China, they're building all these ghost cities and stuff like that. Um, throughout the years, I've, I've embarked on many different independent 
entrepreneurial ventures, and it's just been one systematic attack, spiritual attack after the other. So, you know, the most I told me to come to the people and, you know, tell them a little about myself. You know, I was born on December 25th, you know, 1976, the year of the dragon. You know, my um, DNA, E1, B1E, King Tut, and um, King the Third. Uh, haplo paternal DNA, haplo H, you know, basically all the kings of Spain, King James, um, the second, uh, Queen Elizabeth, and you know, I feel like I have a, I have a purpose and a mission in life, which is to spread wisdom and truth. And you know, like Jonah and the whale, the story about Jonah and the whale. Mhm. Yeah. Well, I felt like I. I, I my mission in life wasn't to be an artist or to be an actor or to be nothing else but a teacher of wisdom and to bring people to God and to bring people to righteousness. And I've been kind of running away from that because I'm like, yo, I'm just uh, stupid. I'm going to look stupid. And who's going to care? Who's going to believe me? Who's going to support me? You know what I'm saying? But it's a big world, man. It's a big universe out there. And I'm not saying anything bad. I'm not saying anything wrong. And my intentions are totally good, you know. So that's why um, I'm stepping up. And you know, before I close my eyes, I'd like to, I'd like to at least step to my calling and and walk in the shoes, you know. Man, I hear you. Give me that email address a little bit slower this time, so I can make sure I put this on our page for everybody to get. Okay, great. It's Oregon Robert. D as in David, R as in Robert again, A as in Alpha, F as in Frank, F as in Frank, number one at yahoo.com. And I also have a book out, Straight Out the Hood, you know, and um, that's, that's everywhere online right now. I wrote that book, you know, to deter gang violence and stuff. Hopefully when the brothers read it, they'll realize how important they are, how important our lives are as black men. You know, it's very entertaining. It's a book of wisdom and twisted plots. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not I'm not making any money off of it because Lulu is is um they're thieves and they're basically robbing you know a lot of authors. You know, just like she baby they rob artists. You know what I'm saying? But um, it's a good book and it has a lot of good work in it. And I just want people to get the message and um and be entertained by it at the same time. You know. Now, the number one, is that the number sign, or is it all spelled out number one, or is it the at, the number sign and then the number one? No, no, it's just one, just one, just the number one. Okay, you know? okay. gotcha. And, okay. Also, and, and also I have an invention that's, like, on the verge of being stolen right now, and um, I'm trying to rush to get the, pat, the, the copyright for I mean, the patent for that. But the patent laws are so disgustingly, discouraging and complicated and twisted. So, you know what I'm saying? That's one of the reasons why also I'm trying to raise funding because the more outlets and avenues that I have to bring in money, it's the quicker I can build a nation and, you know, I could be a proud black man again. It's not just for me, but if my brother's not looking right and my sister's not living right, then how could I be feeling right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got you. I got you. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much. 
And thank you very much for having me, my sister, and God bless you, and many love to you. And um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure we'll be getting acquainted because I really had a pleasant time. I really enjoyed the interview. I know I talked a lot, Absolutely. though. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Again, so much. Everybody that was rough draft, you can reach him at his email at R-D-R-A-F-F, the number one, at yahoo.com. I did that good. <laughs> Thank you. So Thank you much. very much. Talk to you again soon, my sister. God bless. You. Yes, yes. Okay. All right. Wow, what a, what an inspiration and what um wow, everybody has something they're going through and something they're trying to do. And adversity will hit anybody and everybody all at once and sometimes in spurts. And we have to deal with that. And that's how you just you just keep going, and you just keep going, and you just keep pushing. And Rough Draft is doing that. I want to go ahead and take our next guest on the line. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hello, I'm Joy. Hi, Joy. Hi, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you, Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, thank you for being on the show. We got you. We got you on, girlfriend. We got you on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm, I, so my girlfriend, girl, you can make some clothes. When did you dis- When did you discover your talent? Ah, uh, I've always known I had the talent. But growing up in Nigeria, my family didn't consider fashion something uh, that was intellectual enough. So I had to go to the university, transfer to Italy with my husband. I'm raising my kids here, and I had to go do my master's in international business. And after the master's, at the time when I found myself in between jobs, I decided to go to fashion school. (laughs) Oh, Wow. Yeah. Was that, I mean, did, you, did you did you just kind of sneak that in, though? I mean, was that something that you snuck in that nobody else knew about? Initially, I didn't tell anybody I was in fashion school, but um, it has always been a passion for me to, to work in fashion, right? Even while I was growing up, everybody knew it, right? It's something like everybody knew it, but nobody wanted to talk about it because daddy wouldn't want to hear about it. <laughs> That his first daughter wants to go into fashion instead of going to the university. So I've always designed, throwing papers all over the place, um, redesigning my own clothes. But I never believed I could have a career in fashion. And um, now fashion is a lucrative something, a lucrative career. But when I was growing up, it was kind of looked down on. Right, and depending on the family, my family is kind of intellectual, so it wasn't considered an intellectual career. Yeah. Oh, that sounds similar to a lot of people's story, really. Why don't you just yeah. get a conventional job? You know, be a lawyer or something. You know, it's like, uh, okay, and then you sneak off and do what you really want to do. <laughs> Exactly. I have three brothers. One is a lawyer, one is an engineer, one is a medical doctor. So, <laughs> you see that? Oh, you... Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so you didn't tell anybody. And now, 
tell me the story. This has got to be the, one of the most interesting stories I've heard to uh, to date about sneaking off. Don't tell your parents you're taking fashion design and then kind of cover it up with business. Yeah, right now, you know, I'm grown. I've all, I've fulfilled all their desires, right? So I just decided, now let me do me. And right now they're supporting me. They've seen my designs. They are wild, right? Uh, they see the pictures and they're like, you, you mean you made this? <laughs> and everybody's supporting me right now, especially now that I'm on Kickstarter trying to raise funds to produce the whole collection. Everybody, my whole family is supporting me now. They're so proud of me. <laughs> Isn't that, okay, wait, wait. When did those tables turn? Tell me that. Because from the moment that you came on the show tonight, and I was just a couple of minutes ago, your parents didn't support you. Now all of a sudden they see it and they support you. What changed? Okay, because right now, they, they, all they wanted was for me to get a degree, right? And mm-hmm. I got that degree, and I added something on top. I got a master's degree, and I've worked for some time. And when I decided to go into fashion, um, they think I knew what I was doing. They thought I knew what I was doing. But initially, when I was younger, before I went to the university, when I was still living with my parents, um, it was something unheard of. Okay, so right now, I think they're now supporting me, knowing that the times have changed. A lot of people are having wonderful careers in fashion, and they see what I was able to create. Okay, and when they see my designs now, they're really proud of me. You know, they share the picture. This is my sister. This is my cousin. This is my daughter. (laughs) They think I, uh, they believe I've done everything I'm supposed to do. So right now, they think I should do me, and I'm right. (laughs) Wow, wow. So tell me about your designs, because if people were to go, and I did put up the uh, Kickstarter on our page to make sure that people knew about it, they know about it, they know how to get to it. Tell me about yeah. this collection. I mean, I'm looking at your collection, and I absolutely love it, especially that jacket. Okay, you know, I, 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 even though I live in Italy right now, I'm originally from Nigeria, so I wanted to bring something about my culture, culture to blend it because um, even my children are growing in Italy, so there's this blend of European and African culture. So I wanted to bring that to, into my collection. And one other thing is this. I've seen a lot of famous designers work with wax material and act like they invented it. This is something we have worn over the years in Africa. And then they make some styles that my mother wouldn't even wear these days. And then some of them, you see them in the shops, and they're like $1,500. And I'm like, what? So I just decided, you know what, I am going to do it and do it better and give, give, give an edge to it, bringing art into it. Okay, so I just decided, let me show them how it's done. If, if we're going to work with wax, let's do it well. <laughs> wow. Wow. And so you're living in Italy, you're designing your clothes with a flair of the European and a mix of the African. And I, I saw some of your, your stuff, and I just think it's amazing. I think it's gorgeous, the sleeves, the pants, the details, the flowers, yeah. the leaves. Um, 
I mean, the bows, the jackets, the two-way jacket, um, the flower, I mean, the reversible pants with the brown, and then all of a sudden you can reverse it. I mean, I absolutely love this. Thank you. When you do your when you do your designs, what do you think about? And being that you did go to school, how is that helping you now? Since you're you're merging two different cultures, seemingly. Yeah, I think um, my my past studies are helping me now in administration in handling business, but my creative mm-hmm. side um, combined with the fashion studies. Um, it's kind of helping me to bring out something much more than not to produce something that is trendy sort of, but something that is timeless, something you can use and reuse and mix and match with even the things you already have in your wardrobe, okay? And it's not a fast fashion. I, I want to be an ethical indie designer. So I, I produce timeless pieces. You've seen my designs, and you know that these are things that you don't find everywhere. So you wear it, and you know that it's unique. And one other thing I brought into my design is the size inclusive and the height inclusive. Um, I'm I'm a tall woman. Um, Okay, how do I convert that to American numbers now? Okay, I am 5'9". So, so I've had issues, the same issues that um, petite women have when they go to buy trousers, jumpsuits, Mm -hmm. long sleeve shirts that don't get to your wrist and everything. They they all jump up on me. And on a petite woman, they can become too long. You continue hemming your trousers, hemming your skirts to make them look good. So I just decided, why not incorporate all this? I know there are some brands that produce petite fashion, tall fashion, and I said, why not? I don't want anybody to know that. You see that my beautiful ivory coat. I do not want a petite woman to see it and say, oh, I can't get it because it's too long on me. Or maybe a taller woman to say, no, I can't get it because it's short on me. So we divide our patterns according to the, uh, the, the height range. So in my, mm. in my collection, you do not just give us your size, you give us your height too, so that we can make mm-hmm. something that's perfectly without having to do any ulterior adjustment on it. Mm, mm, mm. Now you do have this one dress and it's the the, the Gossi ivory coat. That's the one we were talking about. But then you have yeah, the, uh, the name of my younger sister. <laughs> and the G-Con <laughs> Oh my gosh. I absolutely love that maxi dress. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Inspiration. A lot of people love it. And then the most popular item in that collection is that ivory coat. <laughs> yes, There's course. a lot of handmade detail on that coat. You can't believe the time we spent cutting out the fabrics to attach like um, an applique on the coat. And it came out really very beautiful. Mm, it did. It did. And I love it. I absolutely love it. And I, I think that your stuff is timeless. And that that dress is just it's jumping out on the page at me. <laughs> and it's just you have so it is. You have so many wonderful designs here and I mean yeah. even the jump that looks like the dress but it's the same you know, the same uh colors, the same um material but now it's a jumpsuit. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, my gosh. That jump, could, it's really very oh, beautiful. Yeah. I had myself in mind when I made that jumpsuit. Because usually when I go to the shops, I don't find a jumpsuit that sits well on me because they enter, you know, where 
so because I'm a tall woman. <laughs> I'm not a standard size. So I had myself in mind when I made that jumpsuit. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm standard uh, with a little bit more of a, of a side edge. Like instead of being tall, I'm kind of stubby. <laughs> Um, yeah, in fact, even our sizes are size inclusive because uh, our sizes go from um, size 38 to size 60, Italian size. So when you convert it to UK and US sizes, you know that we cover a wide range of sizes. I don't want any woman to come to my page, look at those beautiful clothes and say, oh, how I wish I could have been like this. No, I want everybody to know that they are all welcome. We have we had everybody in mind, every woman in mind when we were um, working on that collection. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think that what you're doing is gorgeous um, and definitely something that, you know that that now have you had any um have you had any challenges working on this collection or generally working on this collection yeah the challenges are fine are financial okay and that's exactly why I'm on the crowdfunding site because I put a lot into making every single one of them and um so I just decided to present it to people. And one other thing, one other reason I came to Kickstarter is so that people can order, pre-order directly from me. Because when they, it goes into the shops, there are a lot of markups. So you can come to my um, page on Kickstarter and get 45% um, percent discount, 40% discount, 35% discount, um, depending on the reward tier you choose. And for me, this is also a thank you for my backers who pre-order well in advance. Because when they pre-order, they are helping me to produce this collection the money I get from their pre-order, I use it to go into production. So for me, those discounts are a thank you to them, to say thank you for helping me bring this project to life. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And I, I had to share it. I did. I shared it on my personal page because I just, I think that those designs and just what you've done is um just beautiful, just beautiful. And you you definitely reached that timeless uh theme you were going for because I mean I could I just see it if it's if it goes out today it'll come back tomorrow. Just put it that way. Yeah. I'm gonna make it. Because it's just yeah. it's gorgeous. So um you have your you have your Kickstarter and yeah. you're gonna go and get get your uh your Kickstarter going and get get all the way up to getting it out. What are your future plans? Oh, my future plan is um, um, to get this funded, and then I'll continue funding on Indiegogo while I go into production, and then I would also want to get uh, my 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 designs into stores. And um, one thing as a designer I don't want to do is to churn out like the big designers churn out designs hundred times in a year. I want to continue making sweet castle collections, unique, fantastic designs, and, um, and getting them into stores, and every new design. From now on, when I get funded, I would also like to present it to my backers on Kickstarter before getting them into stores, giving them the opportunity to pre-order first from me before getting them into stores and um, putting up the retail prices. 
Mm, that's yeah, that's important. Definitely important. Yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah. So the challenge is financial, and I think that if everyone understands that the sound of our voice that you do have a Kickstarter and that we did put up the link on our page, you can always go to the Kickstarter. Uh, just go ahead and copy and paste this link into your browser and go look at the designs. I think you're going to think, just like me, they are gorgeous. Is there anything that we've left out today that you would like to say to the listeners? Um, no, not really. Everything, you know, with the emotion of being live right now, I tend to forget things. But when they go to my Kickstarter page, they would read all the description. There's a video that talks about me, my challenges, my struggle, coming to mm-hmm. a country where I didn't understand the word of the language and learning mm-hmm. the language having children, studying, going to school with my three-month-old baby, and oh, against all odds, I'm here. So it's kind of, um, um, I think I, I would say I am winning right now, and I'm really grateful to God for that. Yes, and I'm really grateful for it as well because, wow, I mean, you've gone through some stuff, and to get and to get where you're at today and even further where you're going to be tomorrow, congratulations on that. Thank you very much, Yaya. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for being on the show. It's been such a pleasure. It's my pleasure, too. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. I, girlfriend, keep them coming. I want to see some more designs from you. Yes, I will. <laughs> That's the plan. Yes, yeah. that is. The, I want to see him while you make them. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And you know what? I'm going to be sharing my videos when I go into production. I'm going to be sharing the videos, the cutting process, mm-hmm. the sewing process. I want to share them with my backers, post the videos, do some live videos. I want to bring them into the yes. back end of the production. And for me, even though this is my job, it's exciting seeing those things come to life. So I think my backers mm-hmm. would love to see those videos too. And so will we. You know what? Help us by posting them up on our Facebook page as well, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll okay. do that right away. Thank you very much, yeah, Jaya. We can be a part of your dream. We would love that. Definitely love that. Yes. So please don't hesitate. Be my village. You know, in my video, I said I want a village around me. So I want every one of you to come be my village. <laughs> yes, I like that. Definitely like that. I am a part of your village. <laughs> You're welcome. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, enjoy. Until next time. Yes, bye. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. And that was Joy. Oh, my gosh, what a joy. What a pleasure to have her on the show today. We have had a full show today, and I'm telling you, I am so motivated to do everything, and I know I only have a couple of hours before I collapse because <laughs> I'm tired. But I am definitely thankful to have all my guests on starting with Madam Perry, who just wrote her book, or one in a series, and so you can get that. And if you want the special discount, you do have to listen to the interview, and she does give a discount for her book. Um, And so you can go to Smashwords and get that. You can also go ahead and go to Dr. Jasmine Meyer as she talks about her leap of faith to open her life coach business and the sacrifices she made to get it off the ground. And that's going to be Myers Life Coaching, LLC.com. You get some free advice from me. You got to hear it to get it. So you got to go back and listen. I'm not giving it to you anymore. (laughs) 
Rough Draft comes on to talk about the new game of music and how it has affected the artists in the music industry. And also Nigerian uh, fashion designer, Joy, brings some unique styles to the States. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you again so much for being an avid listener of Dream Chasers Radio. Hook up with us on Dream Chasers Radio on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as well as me on Instagram and Twitter. And and, uh, I would love to have you hook up with me on Facebook as well. I do have a page as well. So I want to thank you again for tuning in. It has been another great edition of Dream Chasers Radio. And if you're not inspired today and motivated to go after your dream from all these people just taking the leap and going forward, not knowing what's going to happen, I don't know what else to tell you except jump. (laughs) It's been wonderful, guys. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I'm going to go ahead and, and go drink some water. But until next time, don't forget to dare to be different. But not only that, be a motivator. Be a motivator and motivate other people. And in that, you yourself will gain so much more and be motivated. All right, guys, until next time, good night. 